in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. A wildfire that destroyed at least one home is almost fully contained. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm Sally Hernandez. And I'm Tom Miller. There are four active fires in Central Texas right now, all starting within the past few days. The largest one currently burning is the Oak Grove Fire, starting Saturday in Hayes County. And you can see here the map showing the size of it, 400 acres burned. At last check, the Texas A&M Forest Service says it is about 90% contained. It is bigger than Zilker Park right now, about the size of 400 football fields. And then one of those fires that broke out was just, get this, three miles away from the heart of Fredericksburg. It started yesterday. Thankfully, the Texas A&M Forest Service says they put out the orchard fire. City credits the county's wildfire task force with how quickly crews put out the fire, something people who live nearby are also grateful for. I rushed home as soon as I could and found out that it was further down the road. For a small community, we have a very good fire department. Access to water can pose challenges in certain rural areas. Fredericksburg, the emergency management coordinator, saying the fire was close enough to town that crews were filling up at fire hydrants. However, bringing a water tanker to wildfire scenes is crucial because of how difficult it can be to access water in certain areas. You can get the latest wildfire information on KXAN.com. We have digital data reporter Christopher Adams putting together an interactive map with all the fires currently burning in our area. There's also a database showing the total number of acres burned, and this is going to be continuously updated. Mm. Meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us now, Texas A&M Forest Service, uh, pushing us up to mm. level four preparedness, and that is up from uh, or up from level three, right. four out of five. Uh, so what exactly does that mean? It, it's basically their way of planning for what's burning now and what could potentially pop up given the conditions. Oh, wow. So it's planning assumptions and, and basically that scale one to five is one being we're not too worried, five being we need to exasperate every qualified resource we've got when it comes to fire preparedness. So let me show you why because you'll notice the wildfire danger today is high high to very high. So uh, we are in that stage four. Again, that's going to be Texas A&M Forest Service actually uh, sending more vehicles out, putting their air support on standby. Sometimes they even stage firefighters in vulnerable areas of this state, and that could be federal or local firefighters. That could be emergency managers, law enforcement. I mean, kind of depends on the situation, right? But I'm going to tell you right now, situation doesn't look good. We already have seen over the last several days wildfires pop up. They get big really quickly given how dry and vulnerable we are and today is not going to have any sort of relief when it comes to those crews battling those ongoing fires. Live look outside from our rock and dirt yard camera there in Buda shows quiet conditions. We've got a clear sky and current temperature of 79 down there in Hayes County. Most of us in those upper 70s to low 80s, 80 degrees here in the city, 80 in Bastrop, 82 Bernie, 84 in San Saba. You'll notice the temperatures not much different from what I showed you yesterday at this time, which means the afternoon will look and feel about the same. Forecast high 106, that's exactly where we were yesterday. We've got plenty of sunshine to help get us there. Humidity, that's going to stay pretty high in the mornings. It does mix out some as we get into the later part of the day, but Unfortunately, lower humidity, drier air, more fuel for those wildfires. We're going to be talking a little bit more about today's wildfire threat because it's likely to get worse in the coming days. And then we'll talk more about your ongoing heat wave as well. It's coming up in your first morning forecast.
Thank you, Chris. And this is breaking from overnight. The Travis County Fire Marshal investigating what caused a fire overnight in Lago Vista. First responders arriving on scene around 1230 this morning. A car inside a carport catching fire on Coyote Trail. Crews put that out quickly after arriving. One person was trapped inside the home there. The police got them out safely. No one is hurt. But investigators say the homeowner lives in Minnesota and says the home should have been vacant. A man is in custody after Austin police say he shot at officers happened as they were checking on him in his southeast Austin home. Yeah, one officer was shot and then taken to the hospital, but is expected to be okay. A family who lives across the street from where it all happened says when bullets started coming through their windows, one of them grabbed a shotgun and then headed out the front door to see what was going on. Well, they didn't realize police were involved. And the man we spoke with says that he wanted to know who this person was in front of him, but he didn't show his face. There was somebody in the garage, and we didn't know who it was. I thought it was the shooter, and so I told the guy in the garage, don't move. And it turned out he was the wounded police officer. Now the man that talked to us did not want his face to be on camera, but we could also tell you just before midnight on Monday, police say they arrested the man they believe shot at officers. We are getting set for school here with some schools already back for the year. Many districts finding it increasingly difficult to hire enough teachers. Around 51,000 teachers nationwide quit last May, citing low pay, safety concerns, and political battles over curriculum as reasons. As English teacher Heather Felton explains, it remains a difficult choice for many teachers to leave. I have 150 kids every year. Those are my kids. And it killed me to leave them, to leave them behind and to say, I'm sorry, I cannot be here for you next year. As teachers leave, schools are trying to find their replacements. In some cases, they might not come from a teaching background. This morning on Today, how administrators are trying to expand the pathways into education and what teachers want change to be able to stay in their classrooms. Today is day two of classes at IDEA Austin Public Schools. At IDEA Round Rock Tech, it welcomed its first high school, high school class to campus. A group of ninth graders along with kindergarten through eighth grade. The ninth graders will get to take new technology curriculum, allowing them to see if a career in computer science is right for them. A teenager who says he is the cousin of the Uvalde school shooter was arrested Why police believe that he was planning to attack a school in San Antonio. And how the University of Texas is trying to retool the image and safety of the West Campus neighborhood. The ambassadors they've hired to help with everything from security to graffiti. The Austin Police Department has stopped using less lethal shotguns. This decision effective immediately that's according to an internal email shared with KXAN, and it comes after the district attorney's office spoke with the department, had some concerns regarding APD's, quote, pattern of use with less lethal shotguns. APD plans to share further information with the DA's office about training and policies regarding these devices. We did reach out to the Austin Police Department and the DA's office, and we'll let you know when we do hear back. A 17-year-old who says he is the cousin of the Uvalde school mass shooter was arrested in San Antonio for allegedly threatening to shoot up a school. That's according to the NBC station there. Court documents say the teen's mother told police that he was planning to do the same thing as his cousin. 
Investigators say his mother said that he was intoxicated at the time when he made the threats, but they say the family lives near an elementary school. Officers also said that she told them she overheard him on the phone attempting to illegally buy an AR-15 style rifle. Police say his sister told them he also threatened to shoot her. As we continue monitoring wildfires in our area, see how you can help a 75-year-old veteran who lost his home. A handful of school districts are back in class today. Why one is giving students three-day weekend. Another reason to talk about college football preseason coaches poll release. I'll take away the Longhorns land coming up. Good morning, a live look out from Buda and a special hello if you're listening in on our podcast this morning. We appreciate having you here on KXAN News Today. You know, earlier this morning, we were telling you about the Oak Grove fire still burning between San Marcos and Wimberley, and that's destroyed at least one home. KXAN's Jayla Washington spoke to the 75-year-old veteran who lost his home and shows you how you can help. Just absolute devastation, to say the least, here in Hayes County. Some parts of the ground still smoldering, even. When you take a look around at all of the burned down trees, you really get a sense of just how impactful that 400 acre fire was. One family who lost their home telling us they are just happy they made it out alive. The Hines family takes a walk. My dad had his workshop. Um Back there in the back, it's just a pile of metal. As they step on burnt branches, ashy pieces of appliances, and the remains of their home. It's just, it's just total devastation there, Really sinks in that it's gone. Michael Hines, a veteran, never thought the home he lived in for 45 years with his late wife would end up like this. My daughter and son-in-law had just come out to pick me up, and they noticed smoke, and they said, we gotta, gotta get out of here because we don't know where it's going to, which direction it's going to go. Sunday afternoon after church, we came out expecting to see that the fire had moved on and missed this whole area. It's kind of hard to think about it right now. Hayes County Judge Ruben Becerra toured the wreckage Monday. If you're in the area, it's not a man. After a series of updates on Facebook Live. I was very in the space of the fire, of course. At the time, that it jumped around and started engulfing the road I was on. Now he and Jude Prather, Hayes County Veteran Service Officer, are doing what they can to help the Hines family and others. Unfortunately, they didn't have insurance. As Texas Forest Service monitors hotspots from the ground and above, evacuating from the fire in time is just one more blessing. Hines is counting. We're not in control. He's been living with stage four prostate cancer and feels like his life has been continuously spared. So when the dust settles, he's ready for what's next. Well, I think it's time to move on. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Online now at KXAN.com, information on ways you can help out the Heinz family, help them rebuild. You can find the story on our homepage. Okay, moving to other news, and it's been, of course, this abnormally hot, brutally hot yes. summer, and you may be forgiven if you're looking forward to a change in the season. Why not, right? Yes. Let's look forward to something like fall. If you're ready for it, another place is ready to bring it back because they're bringing back pumpkin spice flavored items already. Peter Dukes, the creator of Starbucks Pumpkin Spice Latte, which is not yet available. Okay, weighs in on the hype over the summer return of the famous fall flavor. 
Well, I mean, it is August, so fall is right around the corner. Uh, and each year, we've been pretty consistent um, in terms of our timing on when we we bring back the pumpkin spice latte. So um, it might be a little bit in our in our head, and maybe some people want to hold on to summer a little bit longer. Uh, they're not quite ready for for fall, but fall's coming. <laughs> Please come now this morning on the Today Show. They're going to break that down for you. Is it an exciting signal of the onset to autumn or is it a little too soon to start thinking about pumpkin spice? Hmm. It's too soon. It is too soon. <laughs> yeah. I want the fall weather. I'm not sure if I want the yeah. pumpkin yeah. spice flavor. Yeah. yeah. You, know? I, you know, to play devil's advocate, though, no one's forcing you to buy it. That's they true. They still have all their other That's stuff. True. That's true. You That's know? true. Yeah. Just, Maybe it's just too soon for us to be talking about yeah. it. Yeah. You're telling me. <laughs> like, I'm about to, like, jump off the ledge with this forecast. I mean, it is brutal, friends. We cannot get anything to change. Got another seven days of 100-degree weather. So maybe if we just kind of speak it into existence, and everybody starts wearing sweaters, Uggs, and holding pumpkin spice latte, that'll do it because Mother Nature ain't going to do it for us. 80 degrees right now, 81% humidity. That brings our feels-like temperatures up 5 degrees. It's feeling like 85 right now. Your hike and bike forecast shows yet again we're back to the triple digits for the 32nd day in a row. So we're going on a month now of seeing that 100 degree or hotter high. That 106 is going to fall below the record of 110 but is going to add another day to the triple digit count. And we're not alone in that either, by the way. Every day, most of us see those triple digits. There's only a few exceptions every now and then in parts of Gillespie and Blanca County. But in general, your temperatures have looked like this for the last several days. And because of that, the heat alerts continue for another day. Excessive heat warning in pink. Heat advisory in orange basically telling us we need to be careful of what we're doing, how much time we're spending outside because that heat and even that humidity we've got out in our eastern counties can sneak up on us. If you've lost count so far this year, we've seen 47 days total of 100 degree or hotter weather. That's the 10th most on record, but with at least another seven days of triple digit heat ahead of us, we're going to start to climb the ranks here. We'll probably uh, by the end of next week, by the end of the seven day, get closer to about the seventh most on record, but 2022, 68 days ain't that far away. Wildfire danger, we've got high fire danger to very high fire danger across central Texas. We talked about this at the uh, bottom of the hour, and I'll tell you what, the red flag warnings are probably not going to go anywhere this week. We've got another day of high fire danger. That red flag warning starts at noon, continues until 11 p.m. We've got a little bit more of that south-southeast wind working through this afternoon, gusting up to 30 miles per hour. Nothing in the way of rain for the next seven days. So we're going to be fighting some breezy conditions in the afternoon and evening. Uh, over the next several afternoons, you'll notice the heat stays rotted at about 106, 107. We'll probably tie, if not break the record here, getting into the middle stretch of the week. And then this weekend, hot, dry, and sunny. More of the same. Forecast high, 106 Saturday. That continues through next week and overnight lows near records, upper 70s to low 80s. All right, thank you, Kristen. More people can now donate blood. The new Food and Drug Administration policy has all potential donors answering the same eligibility questions. This is regardless of gender or sexual orientation. And it means the American Red Cross can begin accepting blood donations from gay and bisexual men in monogamous relationships without any mandates that they first abstain from sex. The Food and Drug Administration says that the new policy reflects the latest scientific evidence it's also in line with rules currently in place in the UK and Canada. 
A local nonprofit is working on a solution to combat loneliness in Central Texas's booming older adult population. Yeah, the age of Central Texas has operated since the 1980s, and the goal is to make Austin and Central Texas a great place to age. The nonprofit has several programs that aim to combat isolation in older adults. And for one, it has a health equipment lending program that gives out slightly used medical devices to people with mobility issues so they can get out and they can socialize more. It also has wellness and social centers that offer daytime care for older adults with physical needs or memory loss. Age of Central Texas plans to expand by opening a new center and that is in South Austin. The push to increase safety in Austin's West Campus neighborhood is continuing. The University of Texas announcing a new pilot program. Yeah, the focus of that one is cleaning up the area, but also focusing on safety, which students and parents have been talking about for years. On Monday, UT announced the launch of what they call the West Campus Ambassadors Pilot Program. The West Campus Ambassadors Program will include two teams of ambassadors. One safety ambassadors, and then two cleaning ambassadors. Both are going to operate on foot, bike, or they're gonna be in a truck. Crews will clean up graffiti, trash, and escort people who might feel unsafe home. We're trying to continue to find out what works well, what does the campus need, what does the environment in West Campus need, what's the city need. Um, and today is you know, building on what we've done to get more cameras over here, halo cameras. We've had uh, more presence from UTPD officers. We built out a substation um, uh, for our police force over here. Uh, but we felt like it wasn't enough. And I think if you look and drive up and down and look at the drag, it's not the drag that many of us remember. Now, the West Campus neighborhood will be divided into two zones, with Nueces Street serving as the dividing line. Zone 1, the safety and cleaning ambassadors will operate daily. And Zone 2, it's the safety ambassadors. They're going to operate daily as well. And the cleaning ambassadors will operate as needed. Well, giving a little historical context to what the UT president was talking about there. Pre-2004, West Campus looked a lot different. Before then, the university neighborhood overlay did not exist in West Campus. When enacted, it changed zoning and relaxed some of the building restrictions as long as developers provided affordable housing units. Here we are 15 years later in 2019, the city of Austin allowed building heights to be increased in select areas of the neighborhood, provided developers took into account affordability. But demand has been high from students wanting to live off campus, but not too far away from the University of Texas campus. And this has increased the density of people in that area. In the time between the 2010 and 2020 census, numbers show the West Campus area grew by at least 5,000 residents. According to the last census numbers, more than 20,000 people live in that area. Different online sources tally closer to maybe it's 30,000 residents today with more housing projects still in the works. Yeah, and it is keeps going up. Good news if you plan to book a flight soon, domestic airfare prices falling. Ticket tracking app Hopper says airlines have slashed round trip flights within the U.S. to a current average of 285 bucks. That's a 15% drop from this time last year. So the reason here, a surge in international flights. Travelers are paying 35% more from last year to fly to Europe with many ticket prices above $1,000. This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, team. Preseason coaches poll released on Monday. Longhorns check in at number 12. They will face number three Alabama in just over a month. Texas figures to 
be led by the veterans. That's usually how it goes, especially if you're going to have a successful season. Doesn't mean they don't have some newcomers that should produce right away. Some of the best at their position when it comes to recruit C.J. Baxter, running back from Florida, Anthony Hill, the linebacker from Denton, and Jonte Cook, the wide receiver from DeSoto, all flashing their skills in training camp. All three of these guys, I really credit because we haven't, you know, we haven't gone out there with training wheels on the bikes with these guys. You know, we, we've taken the training wheels off, we've pushed them down the road, and they've fallen some. Um, but now they're learning. They've learned how to ride the bike, and CJ's no different. You know, he's pass protecting, he's running routes, he's running the ball well. I think he's got a real understanding of, of you know, systematically what we try to do. When he makes an error, he's very coachable and tries to do it right. But the one thing, like with all three of those guys you mentioned, effort is never an issue. Right, they play hard. Like Anthony Hill plays hard. C.J. Baxter runs hard, plays hard. Jonte runs hard. And so we critique effort first. We can deal with some of the errors. But as long as you're coachable and you give us great effort, you know we'll, we'll get it right with you. Sark continues to mix up the practice times. They went in the morning on Monday. They will go this evening in their Tuesday workout. Back to you. Roger, thank you. For those of you listening on the KXN Today podcast, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. Here's what else we're tracking for you in the 5 o'clock hour of KXN Today. Travis County Commissioner's Court meeting later on this morning. How leaders are working to provide more life-saving measures when it comes to drug overdoses. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.